And we are on. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sports Unhinged. I am Mohammed, and I'm joined by Yujita and Coach. Week one, guys, is in the books. So many storylines. No Giselle, no problem. Tom Brady gets on with a winning start against the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys not happy, though. Their season might be over with Dak Prescott. We'll discuss this in a, a little bit later. We also have a bit more detail about Lamar Jackson's... Uh, rejected contract so we will discuss that but i want to start off with patrick mahomes 360 yards five touchdowns 144 qbr coach do the kansas city chiefs look better without tyreek hill it seems like someone said that in the last podcast i'm not 100 percent sure who it was um, but i think that 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 person said that they might be better um, at spreading the ball around, make him a little more cognizant of using the offense, not just trying to play yard ball. And I think it worked. I just, they schemed better, right? I think when Andy Reid is scheming and the enemy is scheming on putting people in bad coverages and then exploiting that, I think he sees the field, him being Mahomes so well that my goodness, did they look good. Yujita, I know that when the episode comes out, the Thursday night football game will be done, but them going up against the Chargers, Bosa and Khalil Mack looked crazy in the last game as well. Is it enough to stop the firepower offense that is the Kansas City Chiefs? I mean, you look at Travis Kelsey, 121 yards, a touchdown. He, he, was, he was jamming with, with Patrick Mahomes. Do you see anybody stopping the Kansas City Chiefs at the moment? Yeah, that, that is real key right there. How much pressure they put on Mahomes uh, with Bosa and Mac, And I think it's quite matched quite well because Kelsey's going to go up with Asante and, uh, you know, uh, Dervin James. So I, I think it's, it's a touch-and-go game. I think it's a good one to really get a view of what Casey is like. We don't want him to get too pass-happy uh, when, when that run game is stifled a bit. Um, you know, that's what Chargers have done. They've, they've stepped up that run defense. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I think that this will be the, the real game, which, which sees all of that offense without Tyreek Hill. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I think what does he have, like three, four receivers out there? It's all good to go. Now, let's, coach, have, let's see what happens. Coach, you, you, you might have noticed one thing as well, because everybody knows trying to blitz Patrick Mahomes is, is almost suicide. But almost all of the touchdown came down to blitzes by, uh, by the Cardinals. What possessed them to do that? You know, I don't know. You'd think after the third time they would stop. Um, even the little shovel pass to CEH, they brought two blitzers, but both off the edge, which clears the path straight up the middle. I don't One, I don't know how they know that play call um, after only one week and no film um, and being able to know that they're going to bring that pressure off the end unless they maybe had two plays called. Um, but, but I – well – the defensive coordinator for Arizona likes to blitz. That's number one. He, he is a blitz-heavy D.C., and they do have some decent – both linebackers and their strong safety are good blitzers. Um, but you'd think after the third – or especially the third touchdown, you might just kind of sit back and play a little pass defense. Um, but that didn't work that much. So yeah. I wouldn't – now, the, the good news is 
Um, San Diego, sorry, San Diego. The Chargers are not a blitz-heavy defense. Right. Um, they definitely rely on their edge rushers. They also rely heavy on the the middle of their defensive line, and then they let their linebackers pursue the ball. So um, I'm anxious to see how that goes. And they have a great secondary, right? I mean, it, and and everybody's healthy on the defense as well. So we'll see how that goes. Now you just said that. What, what, yeah, go sorry. Ahead. One of the reasons probably the blitzing happened because the, the O line, you know, it, it was bad last last season, but it's much better now. The O line. We even saw Clyde Edwards just running up the middle a lot. Because that could have been the issue with the Cardinals. O line's much better. Much better. Now, Yujito, the feel good story of the week has to be the Chicago Bears uh, winning in that something that yes. resembles a field uh, in Soldier Feed against the San Francisco 49ers. What was your reaction to that game? Yeah, I mean, at the start, I was a bit worried because uh, Fields, I think he had a little bit of issues on the decision-making uh, part of it. But he came back really well. I think I looked at his stats. I think in first half, he was about, his QB rating was about two, I think. <laughs> and then, you know, yeah. And then, in, and then in the second half, it was about 148. So I think that, that is really good uh, for Iberflus. You know, here's the quarterback who can, you know, pick himself up come back, and then he made some really good long passes. I mean, there was that one cross to uh, Dante Perez, I think it was. Uh, so there, there's a lot in him that they can really feel good about. The defense, you know, it's, it's pretty solid. Eddie Jackson uh, was great out there. So I think that there's a lot to be hopeful. Uh, the rain helped, I guess yeah. you could say that, a lot. A uh, lot to be hopeful about. Yeah, I'm really happy about that win. Now, Coach, you weren't too big on Trey Lance last week uh, in, when we did our projections for the season. Is it unfair to judge him in this game, given the conditions that were there, or did you see some alarming signs regardless? You know, probably not. Um, if, if, if you watch the game, I think Chicago, at least in the second half, um, they did a good job taking away his first look, and he never even did any progression. He just went first looks covered straight to second look. And I think they've designed the offense where the second look is probably no more than five to seven yards. So there might be some things to be happy about that, that he is taking what the off the defense gives him. Right. Unfortunately, because of the rain and the mud pie that they were playing in, I do think that that limited some of that after catch stuff. Um, but I think there might be a few positives there. Um, I do think that, in my opinion, the offense is designed for the quarterback that can go through four progressions and through the third or fourth progression, look a few people off and then come back to the first or second. And when you're a rookie quarterback, second-year quarterback, third-year quarterback, it's I look, you're open, I throw, right? Do you think and, and Jimmy that, G comes in at any point? Um, I think the over-under, if I remember right, was seven games. Seven games, wow. Yeah, there might or might not be a wager on that. Because I've, 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 I've heard Jimmy G's name come up when uh, they were talking about the Cowboys. I've heard Cam Newton's name come up, Ryan Fitzpatrick. There's a lot of options, but we'll get to the Cowboys in a bit. Staying in the same division, though, remember, Coach, you and I were texting when we saw the odds come out for Green Bay, Minnesota. And we were wondering, what is Vegas seeing that we are not? And apparently, it was Justin Jefferson. Aaron Rodgers looked absolutely horrible. Now, the question that I have for you is, I noticed, so Rodgers has a 
rookie receiving core pretty much, right? Threw the ball a couple of times to them. They missed some easy catches. But instead of kind of building up their confidence, he didn't give them another look until the fourth quarter and A.J. Dillon became suddenly his, his main target. Is this bad leadership by Aaron Rodgers or is it tough love, you know, to try and get these uh, rookies on, on board? Probably in his mind, it's tough love. Um, in my mind, it's bad leadership. I, I just don't think that type of rookie, and not just rookies, but playing with him for the very first time in an NFL game, right? Not right. practice, not throwing the ball around. Um, in, well, they didn't play much in preseason. Um, what I found interesting was their timing wasn't that far off. I mean, he threw a perfect pass. The guy just dropped it. So it wasn't, to me, a timing issue. Like, people are getting used to people. Yeah. Um, I think he felt – I think he feels like it's not his job to lead them. I think he feels like it's his job to be the quarterback, and that's that. Um, right. There are some quarterbacks that have that. Obviously, there's a reason you and I are in Dubai and our jobs are not in Vegas making millions of dollars because – they definitely knew more than us. Right. Um, I, I didn't have that one picked at all. On the flip side, Green Bay's not known for being stellar in season openers. So we'll see. We'll see. Now, Yujita, going to your NFC East. Now, before we get you to react to your Eagles and their win against the Detroit Lions, we have to talk about the Cowboys. I mean, they lost their quarterback, Dak Prescott. Uh, coach is looking around. Uh, he had She's them picked there. as the winners. <laughs> She's lurking in the tall grass. She's lurking in the tall grass. Yeah. <laughs> well, he might have lost some points on the pick six, but he did score some points with the misses by 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 picking the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, hey, uh, you know, whatever happens in the house, <laughs> you don't hear about it. Yeah. All right. My question is, now, with the Dallas Cowboys, they looked horrible before Dak Prescott got injured. It's. I mean, is Jerry Jones going to live long enough to even see his Cowboys get close to a to a Super Bowl? Yeah. Look, I mean, you, you have to wonder if Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy, will they really wait for Dak Prescott four to six weeks and play Cooper Rush? He refused uh, to put him on IR. By the way, he refused to put him on IR, which means yeah, he's not going to be surgery. six to eight weeks. He's trying to bring him back within four weeks. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's even original. within those four weeks, they got a tough they got a tough schedule. So yeah, if they try to rush him back real quick, that's a danger. Keeping Cooper Rush under center is a danger. So um, this is where, like you said, you heard um, Brian Fitzpatrick. You heard. Cam, Cam Newton. Andrew, Cam Newton. <laughs> that would uh, be poetic. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy G. I don't know how that works. He's, isn't he like the, the best paid QB2 in the league right now? I mean, what incentive does he have he's to leave He's the San only Frank? probably winning backup quarterback in the league right now. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, I think he's top seven of the Vinian's quarterbacks in history or some, something like that. Sutter. Um, But yeah, I mean, the Cowboys, that O-line, we, we already talked about it. Uh, at the start of the season, it's not a good O-line. So whoever's coming under there, it's not just, you know, the run game. That O-line really has to fit in together. Tough, tough schedule. So, yeah, look for changes. But uh, Jerry Jones doesn't, you know, Mike McCarthy's on the hot seat, although they, he doesn't fire coaches uh, in, in season. But, yeah, I mean, watch out for them replacing a quarterback. They, they have to do it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Coach says no. No. No, never happened. He's too stubborn. 
Yeah, and there he, you go. Some doctor somewhere said that he could be back within four weeks. Right. I think so that's insane. He and I are. They'll bring some journeyman quarterback. I can't remember who they signed. Greer, maybe. Yeah, Greer. Uh, yep. As the second and third third backer uh, or third quarterback, he's too stubborn. I don't see it. Um, you, you also not the entire team played bad in that game. The defense sure kept them in it for three quarters um, and played as good as they could play. But I think at some point their defense was on the field for like 45 of 49 plays or 45 of 51 plays in a row, counting a halftime break. That's just unheard of in the NFL, right? And no matter how good your NFL plays, no matter if it's the first game of the season, you lose your legs, right? Right. So I don't see them making a move in the quarterback. Jimmy G's not going to wave his no clay, no trade clause to go to the Cowboys right. and only play five or six games and then sit on the bench again. He's not going to do that. Um, I just don't see that now. You never know, um, but I just think he's too stubborn, him being the Jones family, yeah. um, to make that move personally. All right. Now, moving on to the AFC, my sleeper pick was the Baltimore Ravens. They looked really good, although it was against the Jets. But I want to take a little bit of a pause here to talk about Lamar Jackson and details came out of the contract that he rejected. So he was offered the $250 million contract with $133 million guaranteed. Obviously, the bar that was set by the Deshaun Watson trade at $230 million fully guaranteed meant that Deshaun... Uh, that you got to massage Jackson, the owners. That's the same. Yeah. You got to exactly. massage the owners. The man of many massages. Hard to beat the, him. The man of many massages. Now, what ended up happening is that he rejected the deal and he's really betting on himself right now. Mm. But one thing that I'm seeing that's just... Number one, he does not have an agent. I think that is... He's doing a big disservice to himself with that. I think his mom is, is negotiating on his behalf. And whether it's your, the mom or the dad, imagine if you're negotiating on behalf of one of your kids. That's an emotional discussion that you're having there. It's not a business discussion. So I think that he's doing a big disservice to himself. Now, I'm for players going out and getting their money. Forget about loyalty. Forget about the team, especially in a sport like the NFL where nothing is not for long. Um, you need to go get your money. So if he was unable to strike a deal, in my opinion, especially Lamar Jackson, with the quarterback, the kind of quarterback that he is, he is taking an incredible risk every time he goes out on the field right now for one reason. The, the main X factor for Lamar Jackson is his ability to move, his legs. He's not, you know, the kind of quarterback like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. You know, you get injured, you come back, you can still throw the ball stationary from where you are, right? His X factor is his legs. Every time he goes out on the field, he risks injury and if he loses that if there's a significant injury to his legs then that's it it's over Uh, i mean you look at rg3 you look at cam newton what are they as quarterbacks without their legs lamar jackson has a bit more of an x factor than that but it's still the same kind of risk so in my opinion if he wasn't able i mean the ravens really messed up by not by not paying him and it was kind of a staring match and they ended up winning that staring match because lamar jackson is out there playing the game he should have held out. Yes, holdouts don't look good and, you know, the fans could turn against you and all of that kind of stuff. But the kind of quarterback that he is, he could have held out two, three, four games until he struck a deal and come back. I think right now, every time he steps on the field, he's taking a big risk and he could actually risk his whole career by accepting a franchise tag. What do you think, Coach? 
I'm opinionated of this because I'm on the coach side quite a bit, and I take that viewpoint. Um, obviously, I'm not in the NFL, and I don't understand contracts like those people do. Um, to hold out from one anomaly of guaranteed money, um, I just don't find it useful, right? You're, you're talking life-changing money anyway, um, and I think if I read it right, they were, he was going to end up being – Per year, first, yeah. yeah, for the first three years, the highest paid quarterback for the first three years, um, even though guaranteed was only like, what, 44%, I think I read, and he wanted 100 and just got up and walked away. Yeah. Um, I, I disagree with, well, the business side is he should never step on the field until he gets his extension, all right? Um, the football side is I, I – I think that I kind of tip my cap to him a bit, right? And, and yes, I put myself before the team when I needed to, and the team said no, and I'm under contract, and let's go play football. So right. I do admire that quite a bit. Uh, I, if, if I'm his agent, I tell him, listen, bud, you sit home. Uh, that's but the if thing. I'm he doesn't coach, have an agent, right? So that's yeah, the problem. Right? And, and, but because he's um, – I think he is a team-first guy. He was really a team-first guy when he was in college. Um, I think I see him being a very team first guy and he said it, he said, we'll negotiate. And then when we're done, I'll come in and play football. So I admire that a bit really. Um, and I think it puts an added chip on his shoulder to show them. You should have given me the money when you had the chance. Now it's going to cost you an extra right. blank and I'm going to hit your salary cap even harder maybe. So we'll see. Um, but my goodness, they look good. They looked really good. All right. Another team that looked really, really good, the Philadelphia Eagles with an excellent start to the season against the Detroit Lions. Now, they did fall asleep a little bit near the end and allowed the, the Lions to come back. Uh, call it garbage time, whatever it is. But hey, we'll Ujita. take the cover anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Yujita, oh, yeah. what, did, what did you think about your, your Philadelphia Eagles? Give us a quick reaction. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to raise any banners just yet. It's, you know, it's week one. We saw last season... Uh, how week on week, how teams uh, progressed. A uh, lot of good on the offense for sure. Uh, AJ looked... Brown, my goodness. AJ Brown. AJ I mean, Brown. So, yeah, I mean, it was a good chance to test out these new toys right, on offense and on defense. And it really worked out. He had uh, 155 yards, which is, I think, his career high tying uh, yardage for him. Uh, and Jalen Hurts was good with the throw. That was good to see. Um, and on the defense side, new guys, Bradbury, Kazir, White did their job. So, um, and, and yeah, especially on offense, it looked good. Everything worked. Um, the defense, I think they allowed uh, Detroit to get that run game going too much. Yeah. And that, whether it was garbage time or not, it happened. Um, and in fact, you know, start of the game, it happened a lot with Detroit uh, first drive and stuff. So that's, I think, a little bit of, the, I'm not too worried. I think they'll fix it. Also, the fact that the schedule isn't that tough, but last season what happened was when we had good offenses and good QBs, it was like something like 89% completion, 298 yards per game with good offenses. So that's the little bit of the worry. The, the other thing is I don't think they were too creative on the defense. Yeah. There was no post-snap adjustments and stuff, and that's going to be a problem when you face you know, people like Tom Brady or whatever uh, in right. the future because – they're going to know what coverage. They're not going to be able to – they won't move around. Yeah, but Ujitha, it's the first game of the year, and I don't think they felt like they needed to do that with Detroit and because and, they don't have a stellar defense. 
So yeah. they probably didn't want to show too much of that. And no, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about the offense. The offense was all right, regardless of Detroit's yeah, no, defense. No, I'm talking I'm, about the defense. I'm saying they're not going to show a lot of that because they don't fear the Detroit offense, right? Yeah. And so you don't have to show yeah. those things. Even in the garbage time, I don't think they were ever in danger of losing yeah. the game. No, that's why I'm not, I'm not worried, but I don't want that to become the trend, you know, where they don't move around. They, they play cover three all game, you know, they, they rush five. Everybody knows the coverages. I don't want that to become the trend. And I, I hope uh, you're right. And it doesn't. But let me tell you, well, the X factor there is A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown uh, is not on the team. I don't think it's the same outcome for that game. And, and, and coach. No, well, well, having, said, having said that, uh, I like the way Jalen Hurts split the pass game and the run game. You know, it was right. like, you know, 240 on, in the air, 216 on the ground. So it wasn't all, you know, A.J. Brown, the run game guy going. So yeah, it's all working out on offense. But coach, do you think that the Tennessee Titans will be kicking themselves for letting him go? I mean, they could have found the money to keep AJ Brown on the team, and we saw the difference. I mean, we picked Tennessee to be the Giants <laughs> in a blowout. Blowout, blowout. And we said. Now I, I'm going to get onto my Panthers in a bit because they go up against the G-Men this week. Uh, I'm worried. I don't think we can really win that game. <laughs> you know, you, you give it. Tip your hat to the new offense coordinator of the Giants. Yeah. Right? He took some of those same players and schemed them where they really look good. Right? And he didn't just have Jones sitting in the pocket and trying to protect him. Um, he had some decent rollout looks. He had some three-step drop quick hit looks. Um, they did a really good job in the play action. Um, and play action always works better when you're when your running back goes for a buck 60. Yeah? Right. Um, and I think they they set the tone. If you could watch that game, and I watched probably the first 25 plays or so on on uh, of the game, they set the tone, right? Yeah. That they they just said we're running the ball, and they pinned their ears back, and they ran a lot of quick hit stunt. Uh, no, sorry, quick hit traps, um, two two tackle pulls. It was pretty impressive to watch how they opened that up. I'm quite disappointed in the Titans' defense. My yeah. goodness. That was right? And no, they, didn't I think, adjust, they didn't adjust at all. Nothing. Nothing. G Giants' O-line was definitely much better. Um, I think you're right. There was some good coaching there. And Saquon Barkley looks like he's back. Hey, if they keep playing this way, Dallas could be fourth in the NFC East. Oh. Yeah. Do you really want to say that? I'm worried for your health. <laughs> fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm downstairs tonight. It's all good. You're downstairs. All right. Cool. <laughs> now, let me react a little bit to my Panthers because, you know, we saw that loss to the uh, go ahead. Cleveland go Browns. Ahead, the man. revenge game denied uh, for, for <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Now, I have every reason to be uh, upset about the decisions that were made on that last drive. I mean, there was one roughing the passer penalty that gave them 15 yards. Uh, there was that fake spike uh, that should have been called a penalty. That would have changed things. So the, the Panthers really did enough in the fourth quarter to come back and win that game. But what did I text you guys in the middle of the second quarter when it was still zero to zero? I think the reason why I'm not going to even talk about these decisions and, and 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 use them as an excuse is because had we been i text you guys in the middle of the second quarter that had we been playing against any other quarterback in the nfl any other quarterback other than jacoby Brissett, we would be down 21 to nothing at that point in time oh yeah uh, the first three quarters were yeah. absolutely ter terrible now 
The only comfort that I get is last year, we used to play really well in the first half and then blow it in the third quarter. It was kind of a pattern. Now, at least we're playing really bad for three quarters, but we're picking it up in the fourth. But Good way to look at it. We finally have a quarterback, at least, that can pull us out of those depths and, and give us a chance to win the game at, at the end of the game. So I'm kind of comforted by that. But having said that, we could not defend the run. The defense was absolutely terrible. I mean, I think we gave up over 200 yards to Nick Chubb. Um, and this week is, is going to be somebody even better, in my opinion, with Saquon Barkley running. So, And for some reason, they were not stacking the box against these run, run plays. They had six in the box instead of eight most of the time. And it was just coming over and over and over again. And I don't know what they were doing. Christian McCaffrey, 10 carries only for 33 yards. 33 they yards. We didn't get him Incredible. going. Um, so... I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit worried about this uh, this week. So all of that preseason hype and excitement has faded away within one week, guys. Every I'm year. Done. Every year. It's nothing new. <laughs> um, all right. So, Coach, the Texans. Your Texans. Hey! Who Welcome the to the short part of the conversation. I actually wanted to ask you, because we were close to having two draws in the same week. And the last time that happened was somewhere in, 19, in the 70s, I think, 1974 yeah, or something. 74, I think. I wanted yeah. to ask you, what were the odds in Vegas that two draws would happen in the same week? I mean, that would must have been insane. You know, I don't know. Uh, every game, every week has a certain amount of odds for a tie. Yeah. Um, but they're astronomical. They're like, they average between, I think, 11,000 and 15,000 return on a $100 bet, right? Yeah. Um, to bet the tie. Um, I, I, I didn't think the Texans looked bad, right? They blew it in the third, the fourth quarter, right. definitely. Um, but I think that's just because they just can't run the ball. We we run we want to run the ball. Our offensive line's not built for the run. Um, we don't have a, a good running back. The rookie looked pretty decent, but he's definitely still green on the speed of the NFL game. Right. Um, he missed three or four um, really pass protect protection pickups. Two at the end of the third quarter. One at the beginning of the fourth. Um, that cost us probably at least a look at a first down and it kept us in second long, third and long. Um, but I'm not disappointed. I mean, you go up against Indy, which most were picking at least as a wild card, right. some maybe even as a division winner if Tennessee, Tennessee faltered, which they have. Um, so I, I'm not disappointed. I also felt like that it was a very stable game, right? There was yeah. no, ah, uh, well, we suck. Okay, fine. You know, right. the coaching staff did a really good job. They schemed well. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm not I'm, – I don't like ties, but I'm not disappointed in how we look, at least for three quarters. But we'll see if we can sustain that. And I also think, let's be honest, I think Indy probably played one of their worst games in the last two years. They waived Lots their kicker. Mistakes. The Lego man Blankenship got waived right after the game. It was the game that and nobody wanted to win. they did not look good at all. Their kicking game didn't look good. Even the kick return game didn't look good. Um, did you have a problem offense, with Lovie Smith uh, playing for the draw in the that very last drive in uh, overtime? Because it was very clear that he was settling for the draw. I mean, does that send the right message to the team? Um, you know... It's hard to say, was he really playing for the draw? Was he putting his people in the right position, hoping that we could make a play? Um, I, of course, as a coach, you always play for the win. Right. Um, but who knows, right? It, it's, it's no different than what's the guy in Denver, Hackett, 
Oh, yeah. yeah. That was with well, Russell Wilson. Nathaniel. Once we get to the 46-yard line, that's good. I'm happy. 46. We'll take that 64-yarder and we'll go home. I mean, what do they do? They, they give up two first pick rounds, two second pick rounds to get Russell Wilson, and then they don't trust him with the last drive in the game to win the game. Yeah, I, mean, I don't understand that. I think that. I mean, he probably regrets that. And credit Russ. You know, he said, listen, I, it's not my call, but that's what we all agreed on in the beginning. That was our number. Yeah. And we said that as we were going out on the last drive and we got there. And then we made the decision and we kicked it. So, um, boy, hindsight. But yeah, I don't. I don't have too much of a problem with it. Um, okay. All right. Now let's move on to our pick six segment. This is the game me versus Yujita. You guys know the rules. Three games. Uh, three, we pick three games against the spread. Three against the over under. One point for every correct pick that we get, and two points. If we beat our expert in coach. Now let's have a quick look at last week's scores. Coach, oh, yeah, let's do that. Wow, you you gentlemen did so much better than me. My heavens, that's so three, good. Three out of six for you, coach. Not not so well. You you have a big crying Jordan in the in the Carolina game. You really got that wrong there. Yeah, uh, boy, messed I up missed at Carolina. One, you were perfect on the Chargers. Uh, like we said, lost some points uh, picking the Cowboys, but scored them elsewhere. Me and Yujita, both five out of six. But Yujita, you made it a basically a beat the the expert bonanza there. Three picks. Total score for week one is eight seven. So as it goes right now, I'm the one going to McDonald's for ten hours. Okay, (laughs) let's have a look at ten hours. Wasn't it twelve? I thought it was twelve by two. No, no, it was ten. It was ten. I think we. We, we finally yeah. we finally oh, you, settled you're bringing the down two hours oh, every time. check the tape okay. check the All tape right. check the tape <laughs> i okay. think we did a couple you're running of, uh... <laughs> scared already running scared already i've been eating i've been All practicing right. with some cheeseburgers all right let's go with game number 1 the tampa bay buccaneers at the new orleans saints coach give us the odds as of this podcast tampa bay is minus two and a half favorite over under at 44 all right. All right. So let me get started with this one. I mean, Tom Brady, uh, 212 yards, a touchdown, an interception, 87.3 QBR rating. Uh, Brady, since joining the Bucs, is 0-4 against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the, the Saints had a dramatic come-from-behind win against the Falcons, uh, but they still gave up 120 yards to Cordell Patterson. No sacks uh, against Mariota. So that tells me that they're not able to put... To, uh, Tom Brady under any pressure whatsoever. Now, the Buccaneers were quite impressive in the sense that they lost their left tackle and were able to adapt in the game uh, uh, through the running game. Leonard Fournette, I don't know what's gone into him, but he looks extra special this year. Um, and, and Brady's target against the Saints for the whole game, in my opinion, will be a young you know, CB called Bradley Robbie who gave up about 70 yards and six receptions. So that's going to be the person that Brady bullies throughout the game. Having said that, I think that, you know, the Saints have, uh, you know, Thomas and Landry and, and James Winston had a very good first game. So it's going to be a close game, but I have Tampa Bay 27, New Orleans 24, Tampa Bay just covering the three points and going over. Yujita. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with you on this. Um, I mean, uh, Jemais looks like a different uh, QB. He's not the same finger-licking guy yeah. from them days. <laughs> uh, yeah, but but he did get sacked quite a few times, uh, and he didn't look good under pressure, and I think that Tampa Bay D-line is probably going to be all over him. 
So yeah, I'm 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 picking them. I'm I'm picking Tampa Bay to cover for sure. Uh, and I'll keep it. I think it'll be over 27-20. I'll, all right. I'll keep the over. Same pick. All right, go ahead, coach. Well, I'm gonna agree all of you 100. percent um, I think Tampa Bay's defense is too good for New Orleans. Um, I don't see them having enough pressure up front on Tom Brady. And when you give him that much time, he will pick you apart, right? And so I like Tampa Bay to cover and the over. All right. So everybody is in agreement here. I don't know if we'll need that tiebreaker today, but let's see. Game number two, New England Patriots at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Coach, what are the odds for this game? At this moment, New England is a two-point favorite at home, wow. minus two, and a 40 over under 40. I thought it was going to be played at Pittsburgh. Oh, you might be right, but New England's favorite is minus two. It's minus two, of, okay. And the over under is England minus two as of this podcast. Let me check that while you guys are talking. Okay. Yujita, get us started with this one. Yeah, look, I mean, for the first time in many, many years, I think we got to be worried about the coaching side of New England. Um, I don't know who, who who's... Yeah, That is blasphemous. People die when you talk like that about New England, but uh, who's calling the offense? Is it Matt Patricia? Is it Joe Judge? I don't know what's going on, but uh, I, I, I didn't necessarily like what I saw with New England uh, on the defense and on the offense. Uh, and Pittsburgh, you know, they're going back to playing ugly and winning again. You know, and I think, um, I don't think they have Najee Harris, but their defense, it, it's still on point. I, I think TJ Watt is out as well. He got injured. But uh, I still think Minka Fitzpatrick is going to do some damage there as well. And uh, I think Pitts, Pittsburgh is going to cover this. And it's going to be a defensive battle. So I like the under in this. 17-3, I, I can't believe this. I mean, you guys, I know it's been a bad couple of weeks for royalty, but to suggest that Bill Belichick is about ready to abdicate the throne, I think that is absolutely outrageous. No one said, now, he, no one said he's going to abdicate the listen, throne. Listen, you the are, are saying that there is problems on the New England coaching side. I think that is absolutely blasphemous. Yes, Bill Belichick has gone... 17 and 18, so under 500 for the first time since Tom Brady has left. But we need to remember that this is Bill Belichick that we're talking about here. All right. Well, look what he's trying to do right now. He, I don't know. I mean, it's my opinion. Uh, he's he tried to prove that he can do it with Tom without Tom Brady. Now, is he trying to prove that he's trying to do it without Josh McDaniels on the sideline? What is he trying to prove? All right. All right. Now, I want to, I want to just point, point you to, to uh, uh, one stats, right? If you look at Mac Jones's performance in the last game, right? 213 yards. Tom Brady against the Dallas Cowboys, 212 yards. One touchdown, one interception. One touchdown, one interception. QBR rating, 87.3 for Brady. 87.2 for Mac Jones. They had the exact same game. It's just that the Miami Dolphins were much better and the Dallas Cowboys kind of faltered under there. Now, I think that there is going to be a lot of adjustments that are made by the New England Patriots. Mac Jones is back. The injury didn't turn out to be a serious one. Uh, Jacoby Myers will be his favorite target in this game. 
I think Damian Harris looked really good in the run game, but there was one problem. They only gave him the, the ball nine times. I think that will change in this game and they will well, feed him the ball a lot I'm more. I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to cut you off. I mean, do you not see that as an OC problem? Okay. They will Look, fix it. They will fix yeah, it. Yeah. How are they going to oh, tell me how they're going to fix it? They will give Damian Harris the ball more than nine times. For well, sure. Who's going to call more. the play? Who is Bill's going to continue to call the plays? Is it? No, I Bill's think Bill's not calling the plays. He's not calling the, the offensive plays. The play. Right. Joe Judge or, you know, the two, two coaches that were head coaches and thrown out. Matt Patricia, Joe Judge. They yeah, yeah, but these guys call the plays. These guys do better under the umbrella of Bill Belichick than out on their own. I, I, I've, nobody's ever claimed that Bill Belichick creates very good head coaches, right? And I also see Matt Judon sacking Trubisky at least five or six times. Watch that space, right? I have the New England Patriots winning 28-25. New England will cover the two-point favorites, and we will go over. So it's the exact opposite pick to you, Ujita. I completely disagree. Nice. On this one. I like it. I like wow. it. Wow. Um, just McDonald's, to confirm, watch out. It is at Pittsburgh. You are correct. Yeah. Um, New England is currently favored at two, even though it opened at two and a half. Right. And the over-under is at 40. Um, I like Pittsburgh in this. Um, I, I'm not sure why. I don't have any big reason other than it's at home. And I think they the defense rallies a bit with Watts going on the IR. Uh, Najee Watt Harris also IR. possibly out. Yeah. Um, I, I I think the quarterback play is – it reminds me a lot of Baltimore when they won the Super Bowl. He plays just good enough to be good enough, and the defense carries them. Game manager. Uh, and I just don't think New England's figured it out yet. I think they will. I just don't know week two that they have enough to win in Pittsburgh. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh in this one, but under the 40. I love it. That's four double points for me. I love well, it. He thinks Excellent. he's going to get double points. He's happy about that. Absolutely. He's getting double cheeseburgers is what he's getting. <laughs> I'm getting on that bike today. <laughs> Make sure I get the, some calories. Get started. All right. Try let's some go yoga. To- Game number three, the Washington, let me remember to get this right, Commanders, Commies, what, what are we calling them? This red year? red Commies. All right. Let's, the, let's the, the Washington Commies. Oh, let's don't do that. <laughs> the Washington Commanders at the Detroit Lions. Washington Coach, what are going the commander. There? Yeah. How about this? For the first time in 27 games, the Detroit Lions are favored Ooh. in an NFL contest. <laughs> they are minus one and a half. With uh, the over under 48.5. I love it. Have you guys watched uh, Hard Knocks uh, this year? I I haven't, but we normally watch it. We start about halfway through the season. Yeah, well, Dan Campbell is quite a character. I mean, he was trying to motivate his players and he's like, oh, I'm going to get after you. I don't care if you have three toes and one butt cheek. I'm getting after you. So that's the kind of <laughs> that's the kind of character that's, we're dealing that, with. That, that's that sounds like a, that's a text. That's a, that's that's that sounds like a blocked website that coach wants to try <laughs> to get into. All no. right, let's get on to the... So, Coach, you said one and a half points, minus one and a half for Detroit and 48.5 is the over-under, correct? Minus 1.5, 48.5. All right. Ah, You know what? I just finished watching the Hard Knocks, and I, I have a bit of a soft spot for Detroit. I think they, they didn't really come out with their full potential, especially on defense uh, in, in week one. Uh, their rookie linebacker, Aiden Hutchison, had only one tackle. That's not something that's going to continue because he's one of the most talented uh, draftees uh, this, this year. I think Goff is going to improve from a two-interception game. 
DeAndre Swift only had 15 carries last week. Uh, I think he gets the ball more, especially when the Washington team has allowed more than seven yards per carry in their last game against the Jaguars that they won it. So I'm going to keep this short and sweet. 33-24 to 24 Detroit. Detroit covers and we go the over. I've got three over picks this week. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to oppose you on the cover, but I'm also still keeping it over. Um, I did like Carson Wentz come back at the end over there uh, for, for those four touchdowns. Uh, I think they've got a good core wide receivers going on there. Detroit didn't do much on the secondary and defense with Philly. So um, I like Washington for the win here. I'll still keep it over 27-24, Washington to cover. All right, coach. 27-24 is over. Um, yep. I don't see a whole lot of points here. I don't know why, um, because neither defenses looked that great last week. Um, but I just don't think they'll cover the 48-and-a-half. I like the under. Um, I'm the same. I kind of like Dan Campbell. I want Detroit to do well, so I'll take Detroit in this one to cover and win outright. All right. All Excellent. Right. Now, we Double don't points need- here. We don't need the uh, the tiebreaker, but Chicago against Green Bay. I mean, this was one that we really enjoyed talking to Mark about. I'm going to go out there and do this one for Mark. I didn't believe in his Bears last week, and they ended up winning. I'm going to pick the Bears to win 26 to 11. I'm just going to put that out there. No reason. Just owning Aaron Rodgers at home. You mean, you mean take the ownership back from last year? Yeah, yeah. that definitely. I'm with you on that. I'm with you. Chicago It would covers. make me really happy. 2-0 to start the season for Chicago. That would be awesome. Coach, and Owen, any chance odds-wise that that would happen? I think it's minus so Green, 10. Green Bay is <laughs> minus 10. Um, the over-under is 41.5. I definitely think Chicago is going to cover that. Yeah. Um, I think their defense played really well. I also think that the defensive secondary played about as good as they could play last week, yep. even though it was in the nasty weather. Um I'm not sure that I'm a believer in them winning, even though I really, really, really want them to. Um, So I'd probably take Chicago to cover, which is a win in some ways. Um, Man, I don't know. There's something about Green Bay that at any moment he can snap his fingers and do it. So um, I'll take the over in this game, but I like Chicago to cover. All righty. On that note, we'll wrap this episode up. For those watching, make sure you like, subscribe, share, and comment. This has been Sports Unhinged. We're looking forward to a fantastic week two in the NFL. Thanks, guys, as always. Until next week. Take care. See ya. Bear down. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys.